Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is December 14th, 2023. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Mystical Musings. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, change is inevitable, but transformation is by conscious voice. By Heather Ash Amara. I love that quote. I think that's a wonderful message. Um, change happens no matter what. Um, you know, I'm doing my new year readings right now. And, you know, I'm bound to tell people, hey, there's going to be change. There's going to be a transition. Like things, that's just how it goes. And here's the thing is even when it's good change, even when it's change we've been waiting for, wanting, desperate for, it's difficult. Change is difficult, you know. Uh, but transformation is exciting. I like that. All right, witches, moving into some headlines. This comes to us from Scottish Legal News. Review Unlucky 13 Witchcraft and 13 Trials. So it looks like there's this new book by Marion Gibson, Witchcraft, A History in 13 Trials, which one, I love this. Um, when I was working on my book, I uh, remember you uh, using a book as um, a resource that was about uh, the witchcraft uh, trials historically. And the specific trials I read about, like, I'll never forget. And so I think this is a really clever way to kind of go through the history of witchcraft trials um, by using 13 which love the number 13 for like, you know, coven members, uh, 13, uh, trials to show the evolution. I think that's fascinating. So in the wake of, um, in the wake of the dropping of proposed legislation in Scotland to pardon those unfortunate women convicted of witchcraft, Robert Shields reviews the latest book to consider witchcraft trials of the past and present. So there was before the Scottish Parliament from June 2022 a proposal for legislation under the short title of Witchcraft Convictions Pardons Bill. The core policy was to pardon those convicted under the Witchcraft Act of 1563. The proposal was written in April 2023. The bill may have looked odd in modern circumstances, particularly given the dates of convictions for potential pardons. But this new book on witchcraft goes some way to explain the subject matter and records the voluminous uh, literature now on the historic phenomena. So Professor Marion Gibson of the University of Exeter has used, most interestingly, 13 trials to tell the global history of witchcraft and witch hunts, as well as exploring the origins of witch hunts through some of the most famous trials of the Middle Ages to modern era. The professor shows how witchcraft was reimagined by lawyers and radical historians in France, 
how suspicious uh, or suspicions of sorcery led to murder in modern America in the 1930s and the effects of colonialism and Christian missionary zeal on witches in Africa. These narratives of witchcraft and the reaction to it demonstrates the potent reality of belief in evil and how universally fear can be used on marginal people, usually women, and labeled as wicked and dangerous. More particularly for Scotland, there is consideration in the book of the trials of the North Berwick witches. Whatever the details of the theological distinctions between the Catholic and Protestant communities at the time, both held were very similar witch trials. And uh, yeah, I think this is really fascinating. I think this is a, yeah, I think this is fascinating. They said a short study of Nellie Duncan um, from Portsmouth was cried in Old Bailey in 1941 under the Witchcraft Act of 1735. Uh, Because apparently she was raising and communicating with spirits. So I think this is fascinating. I really love the idea of telling the history of witchcraft through 13 different trials and stories. And I think this is probably a phenomenal way to learn about the history of witchcraft trials. Now, um, I remember I read a review for my book when it came out going, why, why is she talking about the history of witchcraft trials if none of those people were witches? This has nothing to do with modern witchcraft. Disagree. Hard disagree. Witchcraft will always be be political. Witchcraft has always been used by those who feel as if they are not in power to try to balance with the people who are in power. Witchcraft will always be political. Those witch trials that happened, while they may not have been what we consider witches today, um, those were political situations. And um, often the people who were tried were people who did not have as much power as those in charge. And because they were threatening those in charge, they were accused of witches and killed. And because witchcraft has always been for those who are feeling oppressed, who have less power, it is relevant in my opinion. Also, I'm a big believer in if you don't know history, it will repeat itself. And um, let's be honest, it's been a wild, like, five years, eight years, six years. It has been a wild time recently. We never know when we're going to be repeating history, you know, so it's important to learn these things. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, December 14th. The waxing crescent moon is pure aspiration in Capricorn today. Here, the moon trines Uranus. Any contact with Uranus can feel unsettling, as Uranus has a habit of table flipping. However, in a trine, Uranus's tendency to upset the status quo will actually work out in your favor. The trick is to stay agile, keep your knees bent, and get ready to make the adjustment when something unexpected comes your way. Because, with any contact to Uranus, it will and being inflexible with your approach to this day will only make it harder. So take each moment as it comes, and be ready to take advantage of some of the amazing opportunities that Uranus is getting ready to toss your way. Your daily moon mantra is, you have to take advantage of the opportunity of a lifetime, and the lifetime 
of that opportunity. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Are you always on the lookout for the next great book to read? Look no further than Musing Mystical. Musing Mystical is a collaborative review site that connects magically-minded publishers, writers, and readers. We cover both fiction and nonfiction books, in addition to tarot decks and oracle cards within our niche of magic, spirituality, witchcraft, spellwork, healing and wellness, and divination. By offering genuine reviews of newly released material, our writers assist readers in determining if the book or deck is right for them, while also promoting creators' work. Our subscribers love to be in the know about new publications to add to their collection, and our reviews keep them informed. At Musing Mystical, we realize that no two readers will be the same. Each has their own interests, tastes, and level of experience that will influence their decision about reading a book. This is why we steer clear of star rating and aim for coverage that provides insight on the overall style, tone, and experience of reading a book or deck. Join our community of passionate readers and writers today, and let's explore the world of books together. Did we mention it's free to sign up? Just head on over to musingmystical.com. That's M-U-S-I-N-G-M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-L.com to check it out. All right. So today we are talking about Dark Legends of Yule. And this comes to us from listverse.com. Tom, written by Benjamin Walton. So we're going to talk about some dark legends. So first, talking about Christmas and werewolves. Did you know there was a connection? I didn't. So according to, to the traditions of Central and Southern Europe, children born on Christmas Day are likely to become werewolves. Why? Because being born on the same day as Jesus Christ is seen as a blasphemous affront. Dare you share your birthday with Jesus. Wow. In the 20th century, the werewolf of Paris author Guy Endor revitalized the tradition by having his werewolf be born on Christmas Day uh, following the assault of his mother. Some have argued that the folk Catholic belief in Yuletide werewolves is a remnant of the Roman festival of Lupercalia, which I think makes sense, a winter celebration intended to honor the she-wolf who raised Romulus and Remus, and the fear of werewolves was once so strong that even uttering the word wolf was believed to bring bad luck upon the entire village. Next, we have Christmas witches. For today, practicing Wiccans, Yules and the winter solstice are some of the most sacred holidays. According to the the neo-pagan version of history, Christmas is a highly sanitized version of Yule, a pagan celebration mostly held by Germanic and Celtic peoples, and the Roman festival of Saturnalia. Taken together, um, many many Wiccans and others believe Christmas time is especially good for casting spells. While it is undoubtedly true that many of modern uh, Christmas is lifted directly from pagan traditions of ancient Europe. Many, uh, much of the idea of Yule witchcraft comes from folk Catholic beliefs, primarily the twelve days between Christmas and Epiphany. Well, oh, there's only twelve days between Christmas and Epiphany. <gasps> is that true? It must be true. Oh my gosh. Oh. Um, because epiphany actually means something here in New Orleans, even if you're not re- like religious. Oh gosh, my whole schedule just like. Ooh. 
into my mind. Now I'm freaking out. Anyways. Mm. Oh my gosh. I can't believe Epiphany is 12 days after Christmas. Oh my God. It's going to be so weird if I ever don't live in New Orleans and I'm not planning my entire year based off of uh, Catholic holidays. Next, we have Hold Us. We talked about a Frau Hall um, yeah, uh, two days ago, but uh, so we're not, so we're going to skip this one. Okay. So, seven, Cloudboff. So, thanks to the internet, comic books, and certain horror films, much of the world has seen a renewed interest in Krampus. A demonic helper of St. Nicholas, Krampus is native to the German-speaking regions of the Alps. However, it is incorrect to think that there is just one interpretation of Krampus, which makes total sense. Uh, in both East Tyrol and German-speaking Italian region of South Tyrol, the Klaubuff monsters are ugly, hairy creatures that are summoned by the vocalizations of children on the eve of St. Nicholas Day. Once awakened, the Klaubuff follows St. Nicholas as he goes house to house to find the good and bad boys and girls. In some places, locals and Klaubuff performers engage in violent wrestling matches. Number six, we have Ungroomed Peter. Ungroomed Peter is one name for a whole host of dark Christmas legends. As the central antagonist in Heinrich Kaufman's story of the same name, Ungroomed Peter is a giant monster with long shaggy hair and even longer fingernails. He eats or otherwise tortures children who terrorize animals, refuse to eat dinner, suck their thumbs, or do other mischievous things. Various other boogeymen of German and Austrian legends include Black Man, Krampus. Uh, taken together, these figures are designed to instill children good habits through terror. They also connect older Germanic practices of Yuletide with some of the Italian traditions of Carnival. Ooh, now we have Frau Perchta. So the eve of the twelfth night is known as Perchta's Day. Yet another creepy creature of the Alps, Frau Perchta is depicted as a ghastly old crone. Specifically, it is believed that unless one eats a specific diet... Perchta will still will steal into the house and slit open your stomach. Oh, yikes. A creature of snow. Ugh, that's terrible. A creature of the snowy mountains of Austria, southern Germany, and Switzerland, Frau Perchta bears many of the hallmarks of ancient forest deities, and similarly, Perchta is often depicted as both a goddess and a witch. Unless one wants to be attacked by the wild-eyed Perchta, it is recommended that milk or porridge be left out for the creature to consume. This may be one of the origins for the American tradition of leaving out milk and cookies for Santa Claus. Fascinating. So who knew we were really leaving out cookies so which wouldn't take our stomachs? Uh, for the Yule Cats. In Iceland, Christmas time is when the Yule Cat punishes those who do not own a new piece of clothing. The Yule Cat is described as a gigantic beast that reminds the Icelandic people to work hard throughout the coming year. Namely, those who have not worked hard enough to afford new clothes will be visited by the Yule Cat, who primarily likes to eat up all the lazy party's food. I was kind of hoping the cat would just bring clothes. Um, although, <laughs> no, it's such a scary picture that they used. Although the origins of the Yule Cat are in question, the point of the story is not. 
Although only a few stories show the cat actually eating humans, this massive creature is a sort of boogeyman promoting industriousness among a people well known for their work ethic. Ooh, Val de Femme Witch Trial. This legend is based in historical fact. Celebrated annually in early January in the Italian region, uh, Trentino and South uh, Tyrol. The Val de Femme Witch Trial reenactments are folk memories of the execution of 14 people between 1501 and 1505. The trials began when a man named Giovanni del Piat claimed to have met the goddess Diana in the Vensburg, the legendary home of the goddess Venus and German-speaking Alps. To avoid his own execution, Del Piet named several other witches whom he saw in the mountains after dark. A woman named Marguerite was named as the head of the coven and the supposed leader of the cult dedicated to communicating with the incubi and other malevolent spirits. Today, in the town of Cavalese in Italian Tyrol, the witchcraft trials that sought to stop local witches from commanding the weather and cursing their neighbors are commemorated through live-action performances and burning of hanged witches in Fiji. And then finally, we have La Bufana. We've talked about La Bufana before. La Bufana has been named the Christmas witch. All throughout Italy, La Bufana is described as a witch who flies through the winter skies on a broom on January 6th or Epiphany. La Bufana gives presents to well-mannered boys and girls. For bad children, La Bufana is said to climb down chimneys and dump coal or leaves uh, leaves in stockings. It is not uncommon for Italian parents to warn their children that La Bufana will snatch them up if they do not behave. In many ways, La Bufana plays a similar role as St. Nicholas and Krampus. Furthermore, La Bufana may have the same origins as Frau Hall. Similarly, both figures have been given Christian backstories to counteract folk traditions outside the teachings of the church. In the case of La Bafana, the Christian retelling is that she is said to have been approached by the three magi on the night of Jesus' birth. After giving wise men shelter and food, she declined to see the birth of Christ because she had too much housework to do. Sometimes later, La Bafana changed her mind but she could not find either the Magi or Jesus. Interesting. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to Nicole Brewer. Nicole, you scholarly avant-garde muskox. Kelly Crane, you insidious magical werewolf. Nikki O'Hare, you beautiful scholarly kraken. And Catherine Lofren, you sweet, cunning unicorn nurse. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And um, that's all I've got for you today. So don't forget any books, text, headline sources. Anything we reference today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, 
take one more deep breath and have a great day.